You're listening to the Kribo Shoot Podcast, episode 38, New Donk City. Here we go, off the rails, but you know it's time to raise our sails. It's freedom like you never knew. Bags on a pass, send a word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say my hat is off to you. Oh, we can zoom all the way to the moon. Up this great wide wacky world. Jump with me, grab coins with me. Oh yeah. It's time to jump up in the air. Jump up, don't be scared. Jump up and your cares will soar away. Welcome back to another episode of the Karibo Shoe Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. He's the Toadette to my Peachette, Chad. Welcome back, Karibo Shoe fans. So we are recording this uh, pretty early on a Saturday morning. This episode is going to be a little later than most, but we've had kind of a long week. We were in New York City this week, so that's what we're going to be talking all about as our topic today. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and talk about what we've been playing and the news. Okay, Chaz, so what have you been playing here lately? So I haven't had a chance to play quite as much as I'd like. As we mentioned, we have been in New York City, after all. That's right. But uh, before we left for the trip, I played some uh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go, and I got my mail medal, finally. Oh, that's awesome. So we each have one now. We do. I, uh, I was able to bring him with me on our trip and leave him in a few gyms on the way to uh, New York City here. Oh, don't you know that people running up on that gym were surprised when they saw there was a male metal holding court there? I was sure hoping they were jealous, too. <laughs> I'm quite sure they were. <laughs> uh, and uh, also got to play some Pokemon Go while we were in New York. Uh, but been playing a lot of Smash Ultimate Steel. I think I've... I'm not sure if I made it halfway through or not, but I've finally seen another cutscene. Oh, so I bet you are. So I'm very excited about that. How, how, so you're probably, you know, 15, 20 hours into that maybe. How are you enjoying it so far? I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's just, you have to be in the right uh, frame of mind before I sit down sit down and play it. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's very time consuming. Yeah. I, I really like on our Brawl, there was a lot of uh, cutscenes, little movies to watch. And there's just not that on here, but the gameplay is very well done. Yeah, I'm definitely taking my time with that mode, but I've heard from multiple people that I really respect their opinion that like, even though you may it may get a little tedious toward the end, they're like, the payoff is worth it. They say like the end is just really incredible, so I, I definitely I, want to see it through. I can't wait. <laughs> also, a uh, final thing I've really been playing is Okami HD. I'm, I was glad to see this on here. I, I, this is a game I've always been interested in. Same here. I remember this when this was out on the uh, PlayStation Two, and I and the GameCube and the GameCube. Yeah. I always wanted to play this game and never got a chance. Yeah. So I'm finally uh, diving into it right now. I've, I maybe I'm about thirty minutes in, and about twenty minutes of it was cutscenes. Oh, okay. So I, I really haven't got a whole lot of gameplay under my belt, but I can't wait. If I remember right, this game has a pretty unique art style. Oh yes. Yeah, it's very like uh, hmm. Like, almost like it's uh, like a painting in a way. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Well, that's cool. Um, did was this one of the games that was on sale over the holidays? Yes, uh, it's on. It's regular. I think twenty dollars. It was on sale for fourteen ninety nine. So that was enough of a price cut for yeah. me. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Board. Yeah, I've always wanted to check that out. Well, um, so moving into what I've been playing, I um, I've also been playing some more Pokemon Go and Let's Go. Um, so Smash Ultimate in New York, which we're going to talk about in our main segment. Um, I also got a chance to try out new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe in New York. Uh, they had a demo at the Nintendo store. Um, so I got to try that out. Got to play as uh, Toadette and got to play as Peachette. So that was interesting. Congratulations. <laughs> That's a really big step for me. Does uh, it still feel like the, the Wii U? It does. Uh, the way they had it set up in the store, they had you using the two Joy-Cons in one in each hand separated. So it was a little weird for me playing Mario that way. I, I would much prefer to play with like the Pro Controller or, or even the Joy-Cons in the grip. Right. Uh, so I was struggling a little bit with that, but I think you know with the with the controller I like to play as, or even an NES wireless controller, I think it'll be great. Um, also, got to play some more uh, NES Nintendo Switch online, and I, of course I did this because my NES wireless controllers did come in the mail since we last recorded, and wow, I love those controllers. They're amazing. <clears throat> So I've played through a few more worlds of Super Mario Brothers 3. I've been playing through that game. And I don't know, it's just so much better using that controller than any of the Switch controllers, in my opinion. It just feels right to me. I agree. So um, I'm really loving those. Um, again, they're pretty expensive at 60 bucks, but <clears throat> I don't think there's a better way to play an NES game. And there's just something, uh, growing up with an NES, it's just something really neat about a, an official wireless NES controller. It's just something I would have never thought would have happened right so uh and then uh i also picked up one of the games that they released over the christmas holidays i picked up arcade archives donkey kong jr which just released so i have the regular donkey kong arcade archives game and uh, i thought well i'm gonna pick up the sequel as well and i was playing through that last night that game is extremely hard uh i probably they give you three lives and it probably took me five or six times going through all my lives just to get past the first screen i'm, I'm not very good at these games and i i played a lot of donkey kong as a kid but not very much donkey kong jr so like i didn't know any of the patterns or or in and these games are just brutal like if you fall from just a very short distance you'll die you know you have to just be right near the ground if you're gonna fall or you're dead and uh, they're just very punishing and unforgiving but also when I finally got past that screen and the second screen like it was extremely satisfying so uh, yeah uh, so I've, I've actually uh, I picked this up but I haven't played it yet oh awesome! So I'm looking very forward to it. I've always been a uh, big Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong jr. fan yeah so I was really glad to see this come to the it, you know it's, it's a rare game where Mario is a villain you know yeah um, <laughs> kind of starts out and uh, Mario is carting off Donkey Kong in a cage and uh, you know poor little Donkey Kong jr. is just trying to save his papa so um, and Mario has a whip so it's it's very strange to see Mario <laughs> in a is. villain role <laughs> And then, uh, you know, like you said, you picked up Okami HD, and the, the, there was a pretty, a pretty huge, probably one of the biggest sales I've seen on the eShop over the holidays. There was a bunch of games on sale. Yeah, uh, they're, they're really And not worse. just, you know, little cheesy mobile games that are on the Switch, like some really good games. So I, I had some, uh, some Nintendo, I got some Nintendo eShop gift cards, so I had a little bit of money on there, and I bought a few games. Uh, I bought Luminous Remastered, which, do you know what that game is? Uh, is, is it a puzzle game? It's a puzzle game. So it, uh, uh, 
back in the day, I bought a PSP, a PlayStation Portable, and, I, and uh, this was a launch game, Luminous, and it is this very unique puzzle game uh, that's very music and rhythm focused, and I always loved it. I play, this is probably one of my most played games on the PSP, and so when I saw this game had been remastered earlier this year and was coming to the Switch, I was very excited, but uh, you know, it was, it was a little outside of what I wanted to pay for it, because I... I you know, it's just a remaster of the exact same game I grew up playing. So uh, they brought it down to, I think, 974. It was not the right price for me. So I picked it up and I played it for about an hour last night. And it, it, it's crazy how even I haven't played it for maybe 10 years, it just feels so like home to me. And uh, I recognized all the songs and everything. So that's if you like a puzzle game, that is a great one. It, it'd be right up there as one of it'd be in my top three puzzle games that I've ever played. So Very nice. That, I picked that up. I also picked up Not in the Woods, and uh, I'll tell you the reason why. Um, this was uh, Kit and Krista, one of their top games of 2018 on the Switch, and when I heard this on the Nintendo Power podcast, I was very surprised, because I have not heard very many other people talk about this game as far as like it's one of the top games. So uh, it was also on sale, and so I picked it up. So I put this on my wish list. Okay. Uh, if Have you played a little bit of it yet, too? You know, I played about uh, 30 or 45 minutes last night. It was the last game I played. It was very late, and I just couldn't keep my eyes open and, <laughs> because it's kind of a slower-paced game. So I, I really can't comment on its quality yet, uh, but it is very neat looking. It has a very neat art style. Um, but I just haven't gotten enough into it to know how good it is, but... Gotcha. <clears throat> you know, I don't think Kit would steer us wrong. So. I don't think so. <laughs> He's a good guy. But going back to the sale, they, they really do have some good games on sale right now. I've, I've picked up a couple more, but I haven't played them yet, but I hope to be talking about them in a future episode. Yeah, and, uh, there, there's an incredible selection right now, and a lot of them are... 25% off or 50% off even. So there's some right. good games to pick up. There's some games I've already picked up that I wish I would have waited on as well. So I with the sale. So <laughs> definitely go on the eShop and just check out the deals. I think it'll kind of sort them by the popularity and there's some good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what we've both been playing. Let's go ahead and move on into the news and new releases. There's, a, there's very little here uh, that we had. Really, all I have is kind of a rumor about a certain franchise that we know is coming to Smash Brothers, and that's the Persona franchise. So uh, there's been several rumors come out saying that a port of Persona 5, which came out on the PlayStation 4, is going to be coming to the Switch. And, uh, you know, this makes a lot of sense to me with uh, one of the main characters coming to Smash Brothers. I could see <clears throat> Nintendo wanting to get a game of this franchise on the Switch. Um and they say it's possibly going to be revealed right at the end of the year on December 30th. So we'll have to see. Hmm. What do you think? You think this is likely, unlikely, 50-50? I, I could see it coming, but uh, I wouldn't guarantee it. That's for yeah. sure. That'd be like Sora being announced for Smash and coming out Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I would love for this to happen personally because I actually would love to try one of these games. Uh, Same here. You know, I looked into a little bit of Persona 5 stuff when Joker was announced. And just the way the game looks, it has a style unlike any other. I've never seen a game look like that. It reminds me in a way, not that it looks anything like it, but it reminds me of like Splatoon in that it's just an extremely unique uh, visual style like that I've never seen in another game. And that's kind of appealing to me. Uh, you know, you, most RPGs, it's turn-based or real-time RPGs, they have a certain look and feel to them, and this looks completely different. So I would love to try it out myself. But Right. Again, just a rumor, so we'll have to stay tuned to see what happens. 
And then as far as new releases, the only one of note I could find, of course, was what we talked about earlier was the arcade arcade archives Donkey Kong Jr. So I, I just I love that these actual arcade arcade perfect versions of some of these old classic Nintendo games are on the Switch because Nintendo's never released them before. So I mean, even though they are very old and primitive, it's kind of neat just as a just for history's sake to, to own them and try them out. So for sure. Um, definitely worth picking up. I actually was looking at some of the other arcade archives and I think I want to pick up the arcade version of Punch Out next. That one looks really neat and I've never really played it. So um, but that's gonna go ahead and do it for what we've been playing and the news. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to be talking all about New York City. Okay, so we are back, and we are getting on to our main topic, and that is me and Chad took a trip to New York City earlier this week, and we had a great time, and we thought we'd just go ahead and talk about kind of all the Nintendo-related things that we did. And so, Chad, let's just go ahead and start off with the very beginning, the plane ride to New York. All right. So first of all, we whooped out our switches on the in the airport, I suppose. Indeed. And checked everything out, and uh, I was rocking the uh, Mario Red Joy Cons on each side of my switch. Yes. Yeah, so we made sure, and uh, we had a couple of more guys there with switches. We made sure everyone had some unique sets of Joy Cons. So you brought the Mario Reds, which I've always been a little jealous of since I don't own them, and they were very nice. And uh, I brought the uh, the neon yellow, which is my favorite ones. And we had a buddy of ours. Which which color did he have? He had the neon green. The neon green, yeah. And that's a man. Two neon green. That's a good look as well. They look very nice. So so we were pretty stylish with our switches. Oh yes. And uh, yeah, we got bored on the plane, and we like I said, we had a couple more couple more buddies with switches. So we thought, well, what a what better thing to do than to pass a, a long plane ride by than play some four player Smash. It, it was great. The uh, the only the only thing that wasn't real great was it was actually pretty laggy for local wireless play. Yeah, I, it, I was, there was a few matches that it would just completely quit on us or be so laggy that you just wanted it to quit. You could set your controller down and pick it up later and maybe it would be starting again. I, I don't really understand why it was so laggy like that. Yeah, I, I get that Nintendo's fairly bad at online services, so I get why sometimes the online matches are laggy, especially if someone you're playing against has a poor connection, but I, I don't see any reason why a local wireless should have this much trouble. I mean, we were no more than 10 feet from each other, right? Uh, and yeah, it, it was every match had a little bit of lag in it, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but we went ahead and powered through it, and I mean, we played a good, I don't know, three or four hours of Smash Brothers. Sure did, yeah, and we were, I think we were all about even right now. No one really uh, outshined the other. Yeah, one thing I really liked is it seemed like uh, for the most part, we picked a lot of just a variety of characters and stages, so it wasn't just, you know, everyone using their main character on one stage, and you know, it, we were actually getting to try out some new things, so uh, that was really fun. It, it's just, I'll tell you, it's really nice having the full roster unlocked. If you haven't done it, it's definitely worth it because you, you can just sit there and pick a different person every match for hours, and it's oh, yeah. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, th so that was a lot of fun there. And uh, also mention, like at the airports and stuff, uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of Pokestops and gyms for Pokemon Go. So we also got to participate a little bit in that. There was a uh, lot, and that was fun. Uh, so of course, then we were, we arrived in, in New York, and we got to walk around the city a little bit. Really late at night, when most everyone else had went to sleep, so it almost felt like we had some of the city to ourselves. So that was fun doing a little sightseeing. 
and uh, woke up early the next morning and uh, we had a, the majority of our group went off to, uh, to see a site that we had already seen. So uh, me, you, and one of, our, uh, one of our cousins, we headed off to the Nintendo New York store, which is what we were most looking forward to, I'd say, about this trip. Oh, yes, for sure. So we, we found our way to the Nintendo New York store in Rockefeller Plaza, and uh, we got there about 10 minutes before they opened. And I'd say by the time they opened, how many people do you think were in line just to get in? This is just a regular day in the week. I'd say there was at least 25 or 30 or yeah. somewhere in there. It's just absolutely crazy. I couldn't believe how many people were there before they even opened. And uh, so we uh, they opened the doors, and we got to go inside. And Now, I, I've actually been to this store before in 2012. Uh, I went with my wife, and that was when it was called the Nintendo World Store. And so now it's called Nintendo New York, and they've done a lot of remodeling. There's a lot of differences in the store from when I visited. But this was your very first time going walking into a Nintendo store. What did you think? So it was first, whenever you're just standing outside, you're greeted by a gold Mario statue. That's so it's right. It's kind of like a gold Mario amiibo almost. It, it does, and it, it's a good size. I'd say four or five feet tall probably. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, they have a Smash Brothers uh, roster the kind of the uh the long poster that they have yes that greet you. The everyone is here poster yes yeah. they have that in the window and you walk in and there's a big symbol in the floor it looks like a giant mario coin i suppose yeah or almost like a sewer cover or yes, something yeah, yeah, yeah it's about that size at least yep yep um, and uh you're, you're greeted by all, all just all this nintendo stuff and the employees are super friendly in there as well, so that really helps out. But I think most of the people in line were there to meet the host and co-host of Kribo Shoe, in my opinion. Well, definitely. <laughs> I didn't sign any autographs, though. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is a this is a store in, in New York, and it's a two-story uh, store. And uh, I would say that the first floor is more dedicated to more like apparel and stuff, uh, and as well as some Amiibo and some Switch accessories. And then upstairs, you've got um, so a lot, a lot more plushes, and you've also got some more um, shirts and stuff. But uh, it's more like games and and kind of like more of a Nintendo museum type stuff. So like right. stuff in the display cases that you could look at. And some really cool stuff. They had some very nice stuff. Um, so in one of the display cases, I saw something that I don't remember seeing the first time I went, and I was really happy to see it. Um, they had some original uh, Nintendo Hanafuda cards from I think it was like the 1800s or something and they were in very good shape and and for those that don't know you know Nintendo is a very old company and they were around a long time before video games were and that was one of their main th things that they sold was playing cards and it's specifically these Hanafuda cards and I'm not even sure what game you play with them but they're I would say they're maybe 30 or 40 percent the size of regular playing cards they're very small cards and uh they, a lot of times, this store will actually sell those cars. They were actually sold out when we were there, which was disappointing. But it was really cool to see some of the original ones. So, honestly, one of the maybe the, maybe one of the first collectibles you could have from Nintendo, and I thought that was really neat to see. Yeah, I, that was actually the first I really had seen a pair of those cars. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they're pretty small. They're very yeah. small. <laughs> you could hide them in your hands, no problem. Yeah. Another thing I was glad to see was still there that was there when I went the first time was what I would call the Gulf War Game Boy. And what this is, is it's an original Game Boy, you know, the gray brick-like Game Boy. And this is one that was uh, in the Gulf War. It was hit by like a bomb that went off. And the Game Boy still functions, and I mean, it is rough looking. Like, it is all charred and like bulged, but it's still running. They've got it plugged in, and it's running Tetris. 
and I'm assuming it runs Tetris every day that they're open, and it was running it uh, back in 2012, and is running it still in 2018. I mean, you talk about quality right there. That's that was when Nintendo built stuff to last. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Survived a bomb blast. So I was really glad to see that. That's a really neat, definitely a one of a kind item there. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of another thing that. Uh, oh, uh, another thing that we were very excited to see, and I, I know I for for one wasn't expecting. Um, Nintendo brought had a bunch of the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate props there, which they had brought over to their E3 show and maybe maybe Comic Con. Yes. And what this is is kind of like what would be like life size props from Smash Brothers if Smash Brothers was real. So you have like uh, a full size splatter shot, which is you know huge, a lot uh, bigger than I thought. Yeah, Mario's hat, which is also gigantic, like would be way too big to fit on my head. Um, what else did they have there? They had uh, Peach's uh, gloves. Oh, and crown. That's and right. crown, yes. yes. And they had Donkey Kong's tie, which was ginormous. <laughs> yeah, it would, looks like it fit perfectly on a gorilla. It, w- it was huge, yeah. And uh, what else did they have? Did they have, uh, I know I've seen them before, Bayonetta's uh, guns. I, I don't remember seeing those there. Oh, I know what else they had. They had the sandbag. Sandbag, yes. From Smash Brothers. So this is kind of like the punching bag that you would do like the home run derby with. You would see how much damage you could do to it in a short amount of time and then see how far you could hit it. And I used to love doing this with my cousin when I was younger. So it was neat to see a life-sized sandbag. It was huge. Yeah. Oh, and going back to um, like the Mario hat and the Peach's gloves and hat, I loved it too because they had the hat sitting on these like very luxurious and like soft looking pillows. You know, like the utmost care was given to them. <laughs> oh, I really like that. <laughs> they also had the uh, can from Duck Hunt. Oh, that's right. I can't remember what it says on there, but they had that displayed as well. Yeah, so that was really neat getting to see some of those because I honestly, I'd, I'd seen them in videos, you know, at E3 and stuff, but I never actually thought I'd get to see them in person and Definitely, that was kind of a nice surprise, for sure. They also had an amiibo display that was uh, very impressive. I'd say the world's largest amiibo is there also. <laughs> I agree. So they have all, pretty much every amiibo that has ever been released in the U.S. and Japan all displayed in this kind of circular uh, pedestal, and they have a giant Mario amiibo on top. Yeah, it was really, really cool. It was very cool. You got to see the Monster Hunter series there, the uh, the Box Boy Amiibo that we've never seen. That was the one I was most excited about seeing. I'd heard about it. Uh, Box Boy is a is a series that is more popular in Japan. Hasn't really come over to America, but I think you can play a few of the games on the 3DS eShop, maybe. I think so. Um, but I, it was really neat to see a Box Boy Amiibo. Right. I, I've uh, see, I saw that Mega Man 11 that has been uh, haunting me lately. I really want that. That one was there as well, <laughs> as well as a uh, Yarn Poochie Amiibo. Oh, the one you have that I don't. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> as well as about 50 that you have that I don't. Uh, but yeah, that was really neat seeing all those Amiibo. And they had a decent selection of Amiibo to buy. I, I would did. say nothing real crazy, but uh, you could get most of the recent released Amiibo there. Uh, so that was neat. Um, they also had a pretty neat uh, display of like classic consoles and stuff. So we got to see an original Rob the Robot there with all the accessories. Uh, we got to see a lot of gaming watches, which I, I've always thought were really neat. And it's something you don't just get to see every day. Um, got to see some exclusive systems. Uh, I think they had a Hello Kitty Game Boy Pocket, and they had a, a Game Boy Light there, and just just some stuff you don't get to see every day. So that was neat. Right. They also had the uh, the Link statue up. 
I think that's a fairly new addition, I believe. I think so. I do not believe they had that when I visited the first time. So I thought that was very cool. They had a master sword in the corner in a glass yeah. case. It looked very fancy. Um, and then downstairs, kind of near the registers, they had kind of like a, maybe not life-size, but close to it, uh, a, a, a deal of Donkey Kong. And they had a big DK barrel next to it. So oh, yes. we, we, we had to take a picture with the Kong. Oh, of course. Uh, so that was fun. Uh and yeah, it's just a really neat place. Of course, upstairs they also have the huge, the, the giant wall of screens where they show all the Nintendo Directs. And uh, if if you've ever watched like some Nintendo Direct reactions on YouTube, that that's where they're that's where the crowd gathers. So it was kind of neat to see that in person. And uh, when they're not showing Directs, they actually have a game up there, and you can. Uh, I guess you wait in a line or something, but you can play. So there was people playing Smash Brothers on that giant wall screen. So I thought that was neat. Very cool. And uh, that's another thing that wasn't there the first time I went. So that's kind of our, our impression of the store itself. So, But we, we weren't there just to look around. Oh, no. We were there to buy stuff. So uh, we each got quite a haul, and I uh, thought we'd just kind of go over maybe what we bought. Sure thing. How about you go ahead and start us off, Chad? Okay, so uh, on the first floor, they had kind of all their Nintendo New York apparel, kind of just the, the tourist stuff, I'd say. Exactly. Uh, so I went ahead and picked up uh, two Nintendo New York shirts. I picked up a, uh, a kind of a, a dark blue and a red one. had the Nintendo New York logos on there. I also finally got a Splatoon shirt. That's awesome. I've been wanting one for so long. I don't know if this would have been my first choice, but it was about the only one they had. <laughs> right. So I picked that up and also a hat. Uh, so I picked up a the uh, the hat that's on the front of the Splatoon 2 cover. I picked one up, but it, instead of a pink symbol, it's got a green one on it. Yeah, so the hat you're referring to is the hat that the girl Inkling is yes. wearing on the cover of Splatoon 2, but instead of pink, it's green. Exactly. And I actually have the pink version of this. It's not near as nice as the Nintendo uh, New York version, um, but I have the pink version, and I've, I've actually never seen this green version, so that was really cool that you picked that up. Yeah, I was very happy to grab it. Uh, something I wasn't expecting you to pick up was an Animal Crossing shirt. Yeah, this was a this was one of the coolest shirts in the store. I thought <laughs> so. It's got uh, Nook and his uh, his nephews there, Timmy and Tommy, and it says Nook's family business on it. It's kind of a uh, 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 an army green or something. I would say. Yeah, it's it's really neat. I I wasn't expecting that either. So, so I, I just and on the back of it, it ha it says I think it says Nintendo and has a uh, a picture of a some bales above it. And I, I, even on the Splatoon shirt, it has a Splatoon logo on the back. It seemed like every shirt has something there. Yeah, they, they've the, the shirts at Nintendo New York, especially the exclusive shirts, they seem to have just a little bit of extra stuff on them. So they'll they'll have a nice little like red tab, like where the sleeve ends, or they'll have something on the back or at the bottom. And I, I, they're just really well done shirts. And they're also they're not that cheap cotton type material. They're that they're that softer like blended material. So they feel great on you too. Right, right. Yeah, they feel very good. Uh, Breath of the Wild t-shirt. Finally found one. Yes. Could not believe it. I figured these would already be gone, but they still had them. I know. I was surprised as well. I would have thought this was something you'd have had to go last year to get, honestly. Same. And it has a uh, it has a Sheikah slate kind of on the side toward the back, I believe. Yes. And oh, I was so happy. It's kind of, it's like dark gray or something with a uh, the bright blue. Yeah. Uh, it's like a it's almost a light black, but it's probably more of a dark gray. And then it's got that. Bright blue, Breath of the Wild blue. It looks so good. It looks amazing. Uh, also got a uh, Metroid Samus Returns uh, flat bill hat. Yes. It looks amazing. It was by far the best hat in the store. Probably the best looking piece of clothing in the store, in my Dude, opinion. Dude, hands down. It is an amazing looking hat. Again, something I was not at all expecting to see. 
I thought, yeah, I may buy a Zelda hat or an Animal Crossing hat or a Splatoon hat, but not a Metroid hat. No. But that's the one I ended up picking up as well. This is a very nice hat. They look Again, really it's good. that kind of army green color. Yes, yeah. and it has a, uh, if you turn it uh, upside down, inside the, the brim of the hat, it's got the Samus yeah. Uh, doing a pose. It's really neat. Uh, also picked up uh, some other things. Well, I picked up some Nintendo New York pants. Also, the Nintendo New York sweatpants, and they those were awesome. I uh, I tried them on, and I won't be going out in public in them. They're very tight. <laughs> good uh, good sleeping pants, at least. Yes, for sure. Yeah, th- this was one of the things where they only had your size, so I couldn't buy these if I wanted to. But I, I, they're very neat looking. I don't think they were even my size. <laughs> Uh, also picked up a Nintendo New York uh, flat black water bottle. Uh, I've been seeing uh, oh, water yes. bottles on YouTube. Some of the YouTubers go in the store and look around. I've always wanted one. Yeah, this was a really nice looking water bottle. I, was, and I, I liked the, the matte black that you got. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, I picked up a miniature Splatoon weapon and uh, o- opened it up. And uh, you actually bought some of these as well, I believe. Yes. And uh, we, we'd made some trades. We'll get into that when you talk about yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, those were those were awesome as well. Also picked up some gifts for my fiance. I uh, got her uh, a couple shirts and a, uh, a Princess Peach mug. Something I've also seen on YouTube, and I've really, I really, I don't even drink coffee, but I really want all these mugs. Yes, they, they look very nice. Yeah, I'm with you. A mug like that, a coffee mug, is something I would never use. I don't drink coffee, but yeah. it's like, man, I would like to have some of these. Yep. <laughs> and that's pretty much all that I bought. That's quite a haul. It, it really I, was. If I remember right, they had they had three sizes of bags. They had a small Mario bag, a medium Zelda bag, and a large Donkey Kong bag. And I think, if I remember right, because I was standing in line behind you, and I think the clerk initially tried to fit everything into the medium Zelda bag, and he had to give up and go to the large Donkey Kong bag. He failed. <laughs> so uh, that kind of tells you what kind of a haul that Chad got. So uh, it, was, it was really nice of him, too. We, me and him were talking, me and the clerk, and uh, he's a big Nintendo fan as well, big Smash. Ash Brothers fan especially. He was a Melee fan, but Ultimate has kind of taken over his life, he mm-hmm. said. And uh, after we got through talking and I was leaving the store, I had the big Donkey Kong bag, and he stuck the Zelda and the Mario bag in there for That's me as awesome. well. Yeah, th- these employees just seem to really love their job and kind of go above and beyond. I think they realize that, hey, for a lot of people, this may be the one time they ever get to go to the store. So they're, they're kind of willing to, to go a little extra with everything, yeah. you know, which I thought. And can you imagine, as far as a retail job, could you imagine? Imagine a better retail job than that right there, Chad. I cannot. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have an employee discount for there. <laughs> and while I, I'll mention, while I was at the register, I uh, looked behind on the shelf where everyone was standing, and they probably had uh, 20 copies of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Special Edition, which is just about impossible to come by yeah, around that here. That was really neat to see. I couldn't believe it. Um, I also noticed they still had several of the Pokemon Let's Go uh game and pokeball plus bundles which you don't see those very often anymore either you don't i did notice that they only had the eevee version and not the pikachu so I thought that was interesting. Um, but, you know, they had probably 10 or so of the Eevee ones. So, uh, again, something that you can't just, especially where we live, you can't just go into a store and buy those anymore. And definitely that Smash Collector's Edition, I haven't seen since launch day. Right. And uh, very cool that they had that many copies there. So, uh yeah, I'll just quickly go over what I bought. I did not buy near as much as you did. Uh, but, I, of course, I also don't blame you. This is your first time there. Uh, and there was a lot of things I would have liked to have bought that I didn't. But uh, I bought, and I'm actually wearing it right now, I bought a I bought a Game Boy shirt. So this is kind of a, 
uh, a navy blue shirt with like the outline of a red original Game Boy. And uh, I, I was a huge fan of the Game Boy. I'm one of my favorite systems of all time. I just had to have it. You know, most I've seen several Game Boy shirts in my life, and most of them are just kind of, I don't know, a little cheesy, especially for a 30-year-old like me to be wearing. But I thought this one actually looked pretty good, so I had to pick it up. Um, I also bought uh, the same Breath of the Wild shirt you did. And we kind of made a deal with each other because it's not like we can just go to the store anytime we want. So, we, And I thought this was the right thing to do. We decided, hey, if you want something in the store, even if someone else is already getting it, just buy it. Who cares if we get the same thing? Like This, this is too big of an opportunity to pass up. So right. we each got that Breath of the Wild shirt again. I was just thrilled to see it. I, again, it's a shirt I always wanted, but I never thought I'd be able to get. Um, so I got that. Also bought a, you know, like I said, I wanted some uh, set of the Hanafuda cards, but they didn't have them, so I ended up buying a set of Kirby playing cards that they had, and uh, these are really neat. They come in this really nice case, and the cards are really well done, and they're all Kirby themed playing cards. So I thought, well, this is kind of a unique item that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else, so I picked those up. Um, lastly, I picked up the Samus hat that we already spoke about, and as well as I picked up. Um, a couple of the miniature Splatoon weapons and uh, ended up getting uh, two ink brushes. I got the blue one and the pink one. And uh, I think you got a uh, mini Splatling. I believe so. Uh, and you ended up trading me for one of the ink brushes, which you didn't have to, but I appreciate. <laughs> and uh, these are really neat. These are some things I'd seen as well. And this is a Japanese item for sure. I don't think there's any English on the box. Uh, these are really nice, well-done replicas of the Splatoon weapons. And uh, it's really neat. They come with like a little clear stand that you can set the weapon on, and they look really nice. I hope eventually they'll make the Kenza series. I would love to have oh, that lineup. Man. Yes, <laughs> I agree. But this is another thing. I think they were about $6.99, $5.99, something like that. And uh, I almost kind of regret not buying more in a way because it would be nice to have the whole set. And it's not like I'm going to be able to find them anywhere around here. But exactly. these, these were really neat. If you ever come across these and you're a Splatoon fan, this is kind of one of the neatest items I've seen that's Splatoon-related. Um, and then lastly, I got a I got a gift for my uh, Nintendo-loving nephew, but I probably shouldn't say what it was because I haven't given it to him yet. I'd hate for it to be spoiled on the show, <laughs> but I got him a couple of items. Very uh, cool. So yeah, that was our haul from the Nintendo New York store. That's kind of our experience there. Um, I will say on our Instagram uh, page, at Karibo Shoe Podcast, we will be posting pictures of our hauls as well as some pictures I took around the store. So definitely check that out. Um, any final thoughts on the Nintendo New York store, Chad? I can't wait to go back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd love to be there at like a big launch event. Oh, yeah. Or a Nintendo Direct day. I think that'd be awesome. When Animal Crossing is released, maybe I'll be there. Yeah. So uh, that's not all we did, though, in New York City. Uh, we'll briefly touch on Pokemon Go. And honestly, I didn't play near as much Pokemon Go as I thought I would. We stayed extremely busy. We had two days in New York City. And we saw about everything you could possibly see in two days. But I do know anytime I opened up Pokemon Go, there was just tons of Pokestops and gyms, no matter where you were. There was, it seemed like there was no dead spots in the entire city. I've, ne I've never seen anything like it. it. It was insane. It was really, really neat. Um, and then uh, 
the after we went to the Nintendo New York store, you'd actually done a little uh, searching before we left, and you you had found a few game stores, like used game stores, for us to visit. So I was kind of excited about this. Uh, I I love a good used game store, but I thought you know these being in New York City, the rent's gonna be sky high. Like if the, if it's a store that's that's making it, they probably got some good stuff. And so we hit uh, we hit three stores. And uh, should we should we go from the least to the greatest here, or greatest to least? Let's let's go least to greatest. Okay, so uh, they weren't all winners, but they were all had interesting things about them. And uh, as we go from least to greatest, the worst one followed by the the middle one followed by the best one. This is also how the smells went. So the one we're going to talk about first smelled the worst. The next one smelled the second worst, and the the first one smelled pretty good. <laughs> so uh, the first the the worst one we hit up was called Eight Bit and Up Video Games, and that was on eighty six East East Third Street. And this was, uh, I was a little intimidated to even walk in this one. It looked like it was just dark and you could tell it was going to stink. Uh, but we are nothing if not professionals. So we soldiered on and went in. And uh, th this store was, we didn't, I, I would have hated to buy anything from this store because it would have had a smell on it. It would have had a smell attached for sure. And the floor was very rickety and felt like it was sloping the whole time. The floor, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like it was pieces of plywood. Uh, basically, um, like you would yeah. buy at Home Depot, and they were all warped. And yeah, I kept thinking I was going to fall through the floor. I'm I'm not a light guy, and uh, it, it was a little little touch and go just walking across the floor. Yeah, I was very uh, surprised. And yeah, you're right. The smell was not very good. The smell was horrific. <laughs> um, we did see some neat stuff there, though. We really did. Um, he uh, behind the counter on a shelf. He had a shelf full of Rob the Robots, if you can believe that. I want to say there was six or seven Robs there. Um, there was a sign saying that they didn't work, but you know, as, as a Nintendo fan, I would love to have even a non-working Rob. So I asked him how much they were, and he said they were not for sale. So that was a little disappointing. Mm, it was. Um, I would have loved to have brought a Rob home with me. Um, the other thing I saw that, I, that really caught my eye was he had a Philips CDI there. Uh, which is a, a game system from the mid-90s. It's uh, Nintendo broke off their deal with Sony to make the PlayStation together. They partnered with Philips to make the CDI, and it was an early CD-ROM-based game system. And the thing that makes it unique for a Nintendo fan is Nintendo actually licensed its characters to Philips to make games. So there's a game called Hotel Mario on that game, and there are three Legend of Zelda games on, on the CDI. Now, these games are all... Terrible. You can watch them on YouTube. They're no fun. They're like slaps in the face to Mario and Zelda, but it would also be so cool to own them. So I was really hoping to maybe purchase the CDI, but he says it didn't work and it wasn't for sale. So we kind of walked out of there disappointed. <laughs> that was the first one I'd ever seen. Yeah, and this is a gigantic system. I had no idea how big it was. Think of like the biggest VCR you've ever seen. It was about that size. Um, so that was the first game store, we went, or the, the worst game store we went to of the three. The, the middle one was called Video Games New York, and it was on 202 East 6th Street. Now this one had a smell to it as well, but nothing like the other one, and it was well lit, so I'll give them that. And they had a, they had a very good selection of stuff to hear. They did. The only downside to this store to me was how small it was. It was very small. Everything. You could hardly pass another person in the aisle. The aisles were very narrow. Very, very narrow. They did make use of the space pretty well, though. It seemed like from floor to ceiling, there was shelves with stuff on them. So you kind of had to look down and up, you know, to see everything. But they had some, they had some pretty... 
Uh, so they had some pretty unique and interesting stuff here. They had a power glove. That was something I was happy to see. They had a power glove. I'm um, trying to think of some of the other stuff they had that was unique. Uh, hmm. Seemed like they had some. Seemed like they had some, you know, some Game Boys and uh, Game Boy colors that were unique there that I hadn't seen. There was, it was cause a lot of the stuff kind of runs together, but there there was definitely some good stuff there. There, there really was. They had some uh, Game and Watches there, and uh, that's right, they some were, Game and Watches. Yes. Yeah, it was just uh, most of their stuff. Uh, the stuff that I was interested in was actually part of their museum too, yes. and it wasn't even for sale. But uh, yeah. they they had a good amiibo collection. Uh, I was really impressed by that. And I'd, I'd say of the three stores, their their Amiibo prices were probably the most reasonable. Yeah, the next store we'll talk about has some pretty unreasonable prices. <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah, they, they had some, their, their prices, I actually could have bought some if I didn't already own them. Of course, the ones that I needed were a little bit more pricey. Yeah. Um, so so that was Video Games New York. And that that's one I would definitely recommend if you're in the area. For sure. I don't know that I would even recommend uh, 8-Bit and Up. Because uh, probably anything you'd want to buy there probably wouldn't be for sale. But I would recommend going to Video Games New York oh, if, oh, yeah. if you're there. Um, and then, of course, I would be I would wholeheartedly recommend going to the last one we're going to talk about, which I think was by far the best one, and that was J&L Games on uh, 1026 6th Avenue in New York. This this store was incredible. It, it was. I You know, I... I'd heard uh, good reviews online and everything, so I, I really wanted to go this one, but it absolutely blew me away at what they had. Yeah, this store was very well lit, very clean, no smell at all, um, and extremely, it just had uh, it had uh, cases and, and, and shelves lining the outside walls. The entire middle was, in, was open for walking around, so you didn't get that claustrophobic feel you get at almost any store in New York. It was very nice and roomy, and... They had anything you could possibly want there for a price. For a price, and it was a big one. <laughs> and and, that, and that, that's the main reason why we ended up walking out empty-handed. It wasn't because there, was, there wasn't stuff there we wanted. There was a whole lot we wanted, but everything was priced accordingly. So, so you want to talk about a few of the things that uh, really stuck out to us here? Yes, let's do that. You so, go ahead. So, uh, first of all, their Amiibo collection was amazing. They had Second to none, honestly, for a used game store. They had pretty much every, Smash Brothers especially, but most every Amiibo boxed or open. Yes. They're just lining the wall. Uh, they even had the uh, the recently released Diablo 3 amiibo. The Loot the Goblin. The Loot Goblin yes. already there, which uh, I got mine in the mail about a week ago, so I was oh, really happy nice. to get that. Uh, but it just blew me away. They had the uh, Abu amiibo, which we've been searching for like crazy, but it also came with a $40 price tag attached. Yeah. Opened out of the box. Uh, I really wanted that boo. <laughs> I really did too. I figured we'd be fighting over it until I saw the price tag. I'll just let you have it. <laughs> That's one of those things like, I'm fixing to get into a bidding war, and then you see the price like, oh, no, you know what? You go ahead and take it. <laughs> they, also, they also had a, uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System a top loader system in the box. Yes, uh, that was incredible. I would really have liked to return home with that. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, I'll go over just a couple of things I saw that I really wanted. So they had a um, they had 
a Pokemon Mini game system, and this is probably the, my top Nintendo handheld I would like to own. This was a, a system that Nintendo released, and it did not sell well at all. It was not on the shelves very long at all, but it's basically like a little miniature Game Boy that played a few Pokemon-themed cartridge games, and they had not only the one I've always seen, which is kind of, they're, they're kind of a frosted clear is the case on them, and they have blue buttons, but they also had a frosted clear green one that I've never seen. They had two different systems of this, and they had one of the cartridges of the games. I really wanted this, but it was like $150 just for the system. And it was just, you know, it was about $50 too much for me, you know. And that's kind of what everything there was that I wanted. It was, you know, what price would I pay for this and then add about 25 or 50% on, and that's what they had it priced at. But there was some neat stuff. There was also um, basically any Pokemon game that you would want, they had it boxed. And I was going to be expensive, but, you know, you want Pokemon Yellow Box, they have it. You want Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Pinball, Pokemon Stadium, they had them all boxed. Um, just on all the various Nintendo systems, they had, you know, NES, they had, you know, probably a hundred box games. Same thing with Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. And, I mean, they had the good games. You want Ocarina of Time boxed or Super Smash Brothers on the N64 boxed. I mean, just anything you could possibly want, any system you could want. They had an original Game Boy boxed. Just incredible selection. Really was. Something I really was uh, wanting was a, a Hello Kitty Game Boy, just because it's so rare you never see it. Yes. And uh, they had two of them, but they were also about $150, I believe. Yeah, just And, they, really, and it really was not, not boxed. <laughs> Another thing which we've, uh, especially when we were playing Pokemon Let's Go, we really wanted was they make a, uh, a charging stand for the Pokeball Plus. And uh, oh, yes. this is something you can't get anywhere. GameStop sold out of them, and Amazon's been sold out since the launch. And they had them there, but of course they were marked up to $40 instead of 20 Double the, so, double uh, the price. So it's like, you know, it's one of the things where it's so neat because they have everything, but it's like, well, can I afford anything in here, you know? Or, or you know, and I could have, but I would have felt like I was getting ripped off, so... Um, but again, if you just want to see some Nintendo history or just see some very rare games and systems and accessories, this is the place to go. Uh, probably the most impressive used game store I've ever been in. Yeah, same here. So, and I really want to actually thank you for, for finding these places uh, because, you know, I, I had thought it'd be fun to go, but I don't know if I would have even bothered to look these places up. And I'm so glad we did because specifically that JNL Games was one of the highlights of my trip. It was so. very impressive. No yeah. problem. So, yeah, we did a lot of other stuff in New York, but uh, that's kind of the, the bulk of the Nintendo-related stuff. And uh, I just had an absolute great time. It was fun hanging out with you for a few days and uh, getting to play some Smash Brothers and just getting to look at a lot of really cool and unique Nintendo stuff with you. Yeah, so. no, I, the store was uh, more than I ever thought it would be. That's awesome. And I, I was very happy to have went there. Yeah. Oh, one final thought about the store. They also, they constantly play a just a, an awesome soundtrack of Nintendo songs while you're browsing. And that's just a, that makes for a very pleasant shopping experience. At one point we were listening to Splatoon and then Arms came on. It yeah. was just, it was great. So yeah, that, that was just a ton of fun. It was fun hanging out in New York with you and exploring the big city and uh, exploring all the Nintendo goodies that the city had to offer. Um, so that's going to do it for today's episode. We really really appreciate all of you for listening and we want to thank you for
for listening with us all year long, and we can't wait uh, to record more shows for you all throughout 2019. Uh, we've got a very special episode planned for next week. We're going to be going over our game of the year, all of our categories for 2018, what we liked the most from the year. And we played a lot of Nintendo stuff in 2018, so we're very much looking forward to telling you all of our winners next week. So be sure to tune in for that. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Before we leave you today, we want to go over a few quick things. We want to remind everyone to visit our show page over at anchor.fm slash podcast. You can find all of our episodes there, as well as links on all the services that we're available on. Those services include Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and through the Anchor app, which is available on both iOS and Android. We'd also like to take this time to ask you to rate our show on Apple Podcast or on Google Podcast if you enjoy it. We really appreciate that. And lastly, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Karibo Shoe Pod, and we're on Instagram at, at Karibo Shoe Podcast. I want to thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.